What's going on? This is City Wrestling Radio, and this, well, this is City Wrestling Radio Retro Review. I'm your, well, Retro Reviews. Is it Retro Reviews or Retro, retro Review? Retro. I guess it's Retro Review. Because it's just one. We're not, like, doing multiple at the same time. Right. So, I mean, what what's your take on it, Jose? Um, it's controversial, just like... Uh... A bunch of things going on during this pay-per-view. Um, I would say it's retro review. Okay. But, well, I think, well, then we're, we're in agreement. Right. But I think it is acceptable if you say retro reviews because there are multiple episodes within the retro universe. Well, if you say, have you watched the city? Have you watched the retro reviews? You know, like, if you, it's, like have you, it's like, have you watched? Well, Golden Girls is something different. Nonetheless, this is City Wrestling Radio Retro Review. I'm your host. I'm Corey Smith. I'm hanging out in, well, what looks to be the childhood home of, uh, oh, uh, what, what was his name? Um, God, what's what's Mister um, Cornette? If Cornette uh, was raised right, right. in the '90s, this would be his room. I'm not taking in San Francisco. In San Francisco, um, but nonetheless, I'm Corey Smith, hanging out here in the Diamond Studio in beautiful San Francisco, California, with my co-host. The main roster mate himself, Mr. Jose Oseguera. Hello, everybody out there. Hello, Mr. Smith. How are you doing? And how is everybody else out in the internets doing? I'm doing great, by the way. Um, th- any interesting news we'd like to talk about? Well, I mean, we could and then completely be like, oh, they recorded this three days ago. Yeah. Uh, but, um, you know, the you know, the back and forth, Chris Rock. Uh, Will Smith, slap, not slap. I totally wanted to ignore that 100%, but I just could it, It's just been everywhere. I can't ignore it. Jesus no. Christ. We got to throw our two cents in there. I, you know what I did see, which was funny, and I, I wish I could pull Maybe I'll pull it up, and I'll throw it up here when I ed- edit this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but somebody edited, like, the WrestleMania, Chris Rock on one side, Will Smith on the other, and then Denzel Washington in the middle with a referee shirt. <laughs> I saw that. I was like, did you see uh, awesome. the, the 2K footage? Somebody actually made Chris Rock and Will Smith in their tuxes, oh, and they come great. out and they start. They have like a ladder match. It's great, great stuff. I heard that 2K game is good. Yeah, I mean the, the guy that did that uh, last minute match, he he did that creative player like a pimp. He did that really fast and it's accurate and it's good job. Kudos yeah. to you, whoever did that yeah. uh, that internet post. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you, whoever gave us all the wonderful. Chris Rock, Will Smith, memes, gifts, uh, and I guess I guess it's not a gif, but memes, nonetheless. The wrestling world's really involved in this one, right? We it, actually it, took they, it really. They really, personally. yeah, yeah. I, every every everywhere I went, like, okay, I I work in news, and I didn't hear like a lot. Of, I didn't see a lot of like, like I saw like, oh, Will Smith slaps Chris Rock, and I was like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, oh, just a lot of that. But then you go to the wrestling forums, and it's just like. Come on, man! It's a work. It's it's a fucking work. It's just like Cody, man. Like yeah. it's just like he's not going WWE. He's just like you know. I don't know. You know, it, it is what it is. But yeah, at this point, you know, we're gonna forget about it in a couple days. So who cares? Mania's coming up. Yeah, WrestleMania is days away from this upload, and uh, <laughs> we're here. We're gonna look at some. Uh, Every year, we kind of look at re- retro WrestleMania years past. This year, or well, last year, what did we do? Nine? WrestleMania yes. nine last year? I still have it engraved in my brain. 
<laughs> it was bad. Oh, man. It was bad. Yeah. But this year, uh, especially after uh, Super Brawl 2000. Jesus Christ. WrestleMania 9 Super Brawl. Ugh. What, what are we doing to ourselves? I wanted to give us a little bit of a break, even though I was like, oh, this is going to be great. We're going to watch some good wrestling. Like three hours and 45 minutes. WrestleMania 19. Uh, this took place. I think I wrote this down. Of course I did, because I am a wonderful journalist. WrestleMania 19, March 30th, 2003, from the Safeco Arena, or Safeco Field in Seattle, Washington. A Safeco Field attendance record-breaking setting Number of fifty four thousand and ninety seven. We have a buy time. That's time. Well, well, the attendance there. Yeah. Has it been broken since? Do you know? Oh, I don't know. Now I know what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, come on, Safeco Field. Yeah. Come on. This is what's 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 breaking the attendance record at Safeco Field. Safeco. That's uh, where Mariners. Mariners play. It's not where uh, the Seahawks play. No, they have their no. They have their own. Um, Okay. They have their own. Yeah, not much. This probably is the, the event. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the tagline for this show. Oh, Jesus Christ. Dare to dream. Dare to dream. You know, just I dare you to dream. I don't know. It, it's, it's stupid. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's a, like a lot of uh, WrestleManias every year. Oh, God. Close that because it almost started playing some YouTube video. Oh, nice. Um are you sure it was YouTube? Wink, wink. Yeah, I know. Well, <laughs> you know, it, it would actually be more embarrassing because, like I said, I told you before the show, I'm planning a trip to Disneyland, and I've been oh. watching, like, Disneyland, like, YouTube <laughs> small videos. Small World would be playing in the background. Yeah, like, hey, it's a small world, which, that that ride creeps me out, dude. Oh, totally, yeah. Oh, my God. I'm sorry, but mm-hmm. for anybody that loves it, Small World, I'm sorry, but it creeps me out just a little bit. And you're creepy for liking it. <sighs> yeah. I'm sorry. I'm just playing. I'm joking. I kid. Uh, okay. What did you think of WrestleMania 19 overall? Let's um, get into it. Let's fucking get into it. Uh, you know, in a, I did I did this in a couple of viewings, but I, I was entertained every every time I sat back down. Um, it didn't let down. Didn't disappoint. But maybe I'm looking at this pay per view through uh, Super Brawl. 2000 eyes or you know wrestlemania 9 eyes but i thought it was a really cool event it was really cool uh really good wrestling matches with you know your 2000 early 2000s you know innuendo and naked girls and stuff so i mean it is what it is for the time it was you know what i mean yeah it was yeah. good though it was good it it was one of those shows because okay so i turned it on and i was like okay i go watch the first match it was like hardy and who was it hardy and somebody Hardy Ray Mysterio. Yeah, and I was just like, oh god, this is like an early two thousands like WWE. But it was like the borderline of two thousand to two thousand five, because two thousand three was like that era where it started to transition into that kind of boring. There was that era of like boring SmackDown, like Deuce and Domino era. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. And that's when the Great mm-hmm. Khali started getting involved. It was just uh, Undertaker okay, well, was in a tag match. Dodged that bullet. Yeah, Undertaker was in a tag match every single week, but nonetheless, uh, I don't know. I at first I was kind of bummed out by it. And I was like, okay, this is gonna be hard. And I watched one match, and I was like, Phew. and I watched that like two weeks prior. And then I was like, okay, I'm gonna sit down. And then I just watched like two hours of it, and then the main event. So yeah. it's a well, tale of two shows, I think. Because uh, it, it's peak and valleys for sure. Yeah, peaks and valleys. More peaks, I would say, than valleys. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a straight up mountain, man. It just keeps going up. 
But anyways, uh, the start uh, the show starts out with a uh, trip through WrestleMania's past. Uh, what it means to be a current wrestler or a current superstar to the uh, wrestlers at Mania. Uh, they're talking about what it means to be here at Mania is uh, is fantastic. It's great. It's kind of very early 2000s NFL doc. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? Like NFL pictures. Yeah. Yeah. The um, the the dark room footage, like with the smoke around them and the, mm. the spotlight just on the face. Uh, it's kind of cheesy, but whatever. Uh, I mean, I, I dug it for back in the day. You know what I mean? It, it really was nostalgia calling out to it was, me. It was like two and a half minutes long, though, dude. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I enjoyed it. I dug it. I miss stuff like that because they don't do things as well as they did back then, I think, today. Yeah, at least back then, they um, it seemed like they cared. They were like, okay, we're going to try something here. It's almost like history mattered, right? <laughs> no, no, no. History never matters, Jose, okay? <laughs> Forget that. Uh, on the commentary table, we got Jr. and the King representing Monday Night Raw, and Michael Cole and Taz representing uh, SmackDown, which I do love how you have two uh, AEW commentators both on this show. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jr.'s tenth here with the King Jerry Lawler. Oh God, yeah, uh, I, Lawler wasn't that well. I'll say this: I skipped through the the Miller Light Catfight match, like the bedroom <laughs> match. You shouldn't have. <laughs> really. Well, I mean, yeah, you're fine either way, but you miss like um, there being a dueling Lawler, him and Coach were like kind of you know being the the weird coyote in Looney Tunes movies yeah. or the the you know the <clears throat> the skunk, yeah, the French yeah, skunk. Yeah. Oh God, yeah, Pepe, Pepe Le Pew. Pepe Le Pew. Um, so yeah, they were like battling with each other, and who could be creepier? Okay. Uh, let's see. We kicked it off with, uh, Ray Mysterio versus Matt Hardy in a cruiserweight championship match. Uh, Ray comes out to his daredevil inspired gear and, uh, Hell yeah. well, this is not the nitty gritty Netflix version of daredevil. <laughs> no, it was the Affleck daredevil. <laughs> it was definitely the Affleck daredevil, the 2003 film, which actually came out right before this, uh, came out. Uh, the WrestleMania happened, so I, I liked it better than the Daredevil outfit, actually. The movie? No, the Ray Mysterio's oh. costume. <laughs> Didn't he have like little horns? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Matt Hardy and Shannon Moore come to the ring. Uh, Moore attempts to distract Ray uh, before the bell, but uh, Ray is none the wiser to Hardy's plan, tossing them both uh, out of the ring and hitting a corkscrew to the outside. Uh, Ray runs circles around the uh, larger cruiserweight because remember this is Matt Hardy in a cruiserweight title match. Yeah, and he was always billed as like, right at two twenty pounds. Yeah, what was it like? I think it was like two fifteen, and like they yeah they got him at like two fifteen, two fourteen. Yeah, and then one time they were like, "No, you're too big. Mm-hmm. Got to relinquish the title, man." Or he was always making weight and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Moore gives uh, Ray a swift kick to the gut. We get a side effect of Ray by Matt Hardy. Hardy chokes Ray on the ropes. Shannon joins uh, in in the corner when the ref is distracted. Ray begins a comeback, but is cut off with another side effect. Ray then dodges a shoulder tackle, by, and Matt goes into the turnbuckle. Ray begins another comeback with a spinning leg scissors takedown to a tornado DDT to Matt Hardy. Ray goes for a 619, but is tripped by Shannon Moore. We get a twist of fate to Ray, and uh, we get, then we get a kick out by, after that. Um, which I don't know. I think when you get twist of fate, like 
Memphis face. Ain't that the finish? Yeah. Well, we're maybe a year or two away from Rim Serial winning titles, so we got to build That's them up, true. bro. Uh, Matt begins to set up for the Razor's Edge. Yeah. Which I was, I was like, at this this day and age, just losing Scott Hall, you know, a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago. It's kind of like, all right, that's a good shout out. Uh, Ray reverses into a Hurricane Rana, but uh, Ray then goes for a pin, but uh, Moore gets Hardy's foot on the rope. Matt is uh, knocked into Moore. That's when he went for the ropes into the 619. We got a 619 to Hardy, but uh, missed the West Coast pop. Uh, Ray goes for a springboard Hurricane Rana, but Hardy slams him down into a pinning position, uh, grabbed the ropes, and pinned Ray. So it, I feel like it kind of ended abruptly, too. It did. It was very fun, a very fun, very fast match, and you kind of got surprised by the finish. Yeah. Um, Awesome-looking West Coast pop. That thing was a thing of beauty back before the surgeries, right? Yeah. Yeah, and, well, that's when he was doing the uh, – does he still do the – no, he does the frog splash now. Yeah. Yeah, because now, because before you don't want to fall on the, on the, what are they, the, the culo. You don't want to yeah. fall on the culo. Yeah, and he, and like he has Xbox. bad knees. He has bad knees, too. Oh, yeah, because he used to come down on his knees, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's bad. Uh, to, the, to the outside. Yeah. This is a good match till the ending. Uh, Ray flipping around the ring uh, was, was a good way to get the crowd going, so. Yeah, and uh, Ray had bigger and brighter things ahead of him, so. This is fine. Yeah. Um, next up, we get, oh, was not, sorry, not the Miller Light Catfight Girls. The Coors Light Catfight oh, Girls. Those are here. the bootleg ones. Yeah. <laughs> not the Natty Ice Girls. Yeah. I feel like no, na- these, are, these are the same ones, right? Great, te- great taste, less filling. That, that was the tagline back then, I think. Yeah, because they're like skinny hot chicks. Mm-hmm. So I get it. Like, great taste, less they're skinnier, so the beer's skinnier. I don't know. Mm-hmm. The beer keeps keeps you skinny. Hot girls, but you can drink Coors. The whole premise of these commercials, I guess, and I don't really remember these until like I saw this, uh, which were like these girls who just like cat fought, like they're just cat fight everywhere. They just fight mm-hmm. everywhere. I'd be like, no. Well, the the foundations of this was that um, I think John Madden was involved in the original marketing scheme of this. You know, boom, great tasting. And, you know, somebody else pat some raw or somebody was like, no, it's less filling, John. And then it evolved into a thing where NFL players got into it. And instead of just arguing, they actually fought. John Madden was a catfight girl. He was like the coach of the NFL team. Like Roger Craig was beefing with somebody else. You know, they were. And, you know, it was the NFL players going at it. Mm-hmm. And then the next evolution naturally was to replace those big sweaty men with skinny, less filled women. Hot chicks. That's what they wanted. HLA. Uh, then we get the unfortunate, oh, the, the rather unfortunate news that Nathan Jones, oh, the ever so famous Nathan Jones was taken out of, uh, of his match tonight because... Uh, well, truth be told, uh, he was greener than goose shit, and um, he, they, didn't want, they didn't feel safe with him in the match. So Me he either. was scheduled in a tag match uh, with Taker against A-Train and Big Show, but he got pulled to the last minute, and uh, by Big Show and A-Train attacking him in the bathroom. I, I wonder what they said to get him in the bathroom. Did they follow him in there, or they just like... They just gave him a of water before. Yeah. Here you go, man. Here, here. Just dude, drink all this water. You, you look parched. Here, take this water. Yeah. Oh, and then we get WWF's 
favorite band in the entire world. <laughs> Didn't they use them for like eight uh, Super Bowls? Eight WrestleMania straight? Oh, I think they still no, use them I, I think they, No, they, I, I think that was it. I think. It was the only time they did really? it. Really? It feels like they've been around for so long. Unless they just reuse the same track over and over. But like, I felt like that line that they said, like, WWF's favorite band in the entire world. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, like, it yeah, was yeah, very, yeah. like, little kid. Like, he's my favorite in the entire world. Mm-hmm. No matter what, I will never like another band ever. I don't like corn. Oh, yeah. It's Limp Biscuit, Fr- by the way. Fr- there's forever. Uh, Biscuit. Performs for a bit until Undertaker eventually makes his way down to the ring. Remember when Fred Durst was a playable character on um, WWF Raw for the Xbox? I do not. Never owned the Xbox. Okay. Sorry. So there was a game for the Xbox called WWF Raw. And it was like, it was kind of one of those. For a while, there was a couple of games for WWF where they were kind of like throwaway wrestling games. Mm. Like there was one for the Dreamcast called Royal Rumble. There was one for the Xbox called Raw. Um, they were trying to capture the, you know, the SmackDown feel or the, you know, the N64 game feels trying to get something going, but nothing ever did. Uh, like these card games from today. Exactly. Uh, but you know, Fred Durst was a playable character in one of them. And it was kind of a fun game because you can knock things off of your opponents. So you can knock, you you can knock the hat off of Fred Durst. Oh, and nice. then pick it up and then put it on yourself. A la main, oh, the secondary main event tonight. Yeah, exactly. Oh, God, yeah. That's true, yeah. Maybe that's where they got the idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, so where was it? Oh, yeah, Biscuit. They're performing. And yeah, American Badass come, comes out. And uh, the way they come out to Roland, you know. Mm-hmm. I wonder what Fred Durst's life was like at the height of his career. Oh, it was just... Like, because they don't seem like the band that made the best decisions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they seem the type of band that like just had money flowing in. They're like, dude, just fuck it. Like, I'm, I'm like, sure there's been plenty of trash hotel rooms left in the wake. Yeah, uh, but uh, we get a two on one handicap match: Big Show and A Train versus the Undertaker. Michael Cole uh, says Taker's streak is in serious jeopardy here against Big Show and A Train. Every year, it's always under you know tremendous pressure. Uh, this match oh, will it happen? Won't it? This match starts with a t- uh, A train makes his way towards uh, Taker's bike, and Taker, you know, being the hog master that he is, he's uh, distracted by this, and he he turns his back to the Big Show and faces A train, and I'm just like, you fucking idiot! Stop it! Like, what's he gonna do? He's not gonna fucking mess up your bike. He's got to get in the match. He's distracting yeah. you, Taker. You're smarter okay. than that. Can I say something that's really lousy here? Sure. They knocked down Big Show 50 pegs. He was the youngest WCW world champion. Yeah. Um, this guy is supposed to be a massive star, and he needs the help of A-Train? A-Train, yeah. What? Well, too, also, he had that period, too, where he got sent out back to OVW for being mm-hmm. too overweight. Mm-hmm. So... I mean, I think he was also somebody that kind of leaned into his stardom because he was also to that like era of wrestlers that was with the old school guys, you know? Yeah. But this 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 was the time when he came back, though. Right. Because he he spent one stint. He, he started in WCW, went to WWE, WWF at the time, then came back to WCW, then went back. Right. This yeah. is when he went back. Yeah. So, he, I mean, I think he earned his stripes. Well, this is way after because WCW is long gone. It's 2003. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know, man. Big Show is, uh, where else was he going to go at the time? <laughs> you know, TNA? I, not, I mean, not with, a, you know, not teaming up with A-Train, that's for sure. He's getting that check, baby. Uh, this match starts, uh, like I said, eight, he's, uh, they distract Taker, they attack him. We get a choke slam to A-Train, Taker. Wait, 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 wait. Are we completely going to ignore the fact that A-Train's abs are traced out? Wait, what? I didn't even notice this. It's because it's his hair, and they're like, cut. I think it's his hair or pencil. Now, I want to believe it's his hair, and they cut out little six-pack squares into his stomach to make oh my it look God. Like, he's, like he's cut. I got to go back and check that. No, I didn't see that. Well, he is a very yeah. eccentric character. He's always had a, I, I, he's one of those guys that always cracked me up. Albert, you know, he was Prince yeah. Albert. He was Albert. I mean, he was a alone. train. Yeah. He was fucking Tensai or what was it? Tenzon. Mm-hmm. Were they, what, you remember Lord Tensai when he came back, he came yeah, back the yeah, Japanese yeah. gimmick with like the, uh, the, the Japanese writing across his face and he was yeah. like all red. He came in with like a samurai helmet. Looking like fucking Great Ocon or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get a choke. So, so Big Evil is none the wiser though, uh, but dodges the Big Show's attack. Uh, Big Show falls to the outside. We get a choke slam to A-Train. Uh, takes off almost, uh, almost gets the pin, but uh, Taker gets pulled off by Big Show. Taker is then beating the shit out of both uh, Train and Big Show. We get an old school to A-Train. Train hits the derailer. Taker falls to the outside. Show beats down Taker. The heels build heat on Taker for a while. Back-to-back abdominal stretches on Taker by each heel, which was funny. Like I don't think Taker knows how to take an abdominal stretch because it was uh-huh. really weird. Like I don't know. I, was it this match or he would just... He was being like a weird position every time they would get him. And it was always like with Big Show, I think. Yeah, I don't know. Like, like he didn't know what to, where to place his leg. Here? Yeah, yeah. Wait, here? No, here. Yeah, Taker uh, breaks out with a gut wrench to train. I put train T. Uh, mm-hmm. A train. Uh, train and Taker exchange strikes. I hate, uh, sometimes I hate Taker strikes because they kind of start to look like um, Shane McMahon strikes. Mm, yeah. It just like looks super fake, especially with uh, like sometimes they look good when he goes like one, two, three, four. But there's sometimes when he starts throwing them really fast, where mm-hmm. he just looks like he's just like, uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> right. Uh, Taker hits a running clothesline to both heels. Taker, uh, well, Train gets Taker with a bicycle kick, knocking him down. Choke slam to Taker. Nathan Jones then makes an appearance. What? Sweat what? The guy in the sweatpants. Uh, show runs up to him. We get a spin kick to Big Show. A boot to A-Train. Uh, I, which, I don't know. It was a tag match. But then it got turned into a handicap match. Mm-hmm. Uh, why couldn't it just be, still be a tag match? And then like his partner gets in the match. Rules know. be gone. Uh, we get a tombstone to A-Train, though. Pin, win, taker. Uh, taker wins. Oh, I came so close to fast-forwarding this match. This match, I couldn't care less. Mm-hmm. I mean, even like I didn't even look at the buildup, but how good the buildup could have been? Like what they was did, did they attack Nathan Jones and then Taker like you big dog? Uh, I'm gonna be a big dog with you. And then mm-hmm. he wasn't a big dog; he was a little puppy. I don't know. Put on your big boy sweatpants. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tori Wilson and Stacy Keebler they meet the well. Here I write the Miller Life Catfight Girls. Which ones are they? I don't even know anymore. I think it's Coors Light. Uh, K 
catfight girls, yeah, and they just, you know, they're like, I don't hey. have Miller written down. Damn they're it. like, hey, we're girls, you're girls, like, we're going to argue, and we're going to argue, because that's how women act. Mm-hmm. What did they say about testicles? They said something. It was a horrible joke. Testicles. Well, well, there was that, remember, test fans? They were mm-hmm. like, they were called testicles, and I think Stacy right. Keebler mm-hmm. created that. They were like, oh, I love testicles. That's so good. It's like, we get it. Sex. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's how childish this show came out sometimes. Uh, Trish Stratus, Trish, blah, 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 Trish Stratus versus Jazz versus the WWF Women's Champion, Victoria. It's a pretty dude, good match. This is, a good this match. is kind of uh, a good know, match. This is a good match, dude. This is legit. This is where the match turned around. Or the show turned the, around for me. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. at first it, it was like catfight girls, Limp Biscuit, and that first match, I'm like, oh god. Yeah. Is Victoria in the Hall of Fame yet? Do we know? Uh, I think she went in last year, didn't she? Did she? I think so. I think, or okay. yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I hope so because she was legit. Yeah, she's super she's nice. For a long time, she was one of my favorites. She's pretty. Yeah, like I said, she's really nice. Uh, both times I've met her. Yeah. Um. And Jazz was really cool in this match too. Jazz is a legend. Trish, not bad. I mean, Trish held her own in this match. She was she was learning. I mean, this is the mentor she had. No wonder she uh, became who she was later on. You know, uh, Jazz. Uh, uh, all three women come down to the ring eventually. Jazz goes after both women early. Jazz locks in a cattle mutilation on Trish, uh, but doesn't. Uh, it doesn't look that great, but still cool. All three women battle on the outside. We get an outside-in leg drop to Trish by Victoria. Jazz pulls Victoria to the outside, breaking up the pinfall. We get a leg drop to Trish by Jazz. By Jazz? These names are so hard sometimes. Uh, There's a brief alliance between Jazz and Victoria, but it's quickly, quickly broken up. Power slam to Trish by Jazz. Double headbutt to Jazz. By or to Jazz and Victoria by Trish Stratus. Victoria holds Trish for Jazz to knock her out, but Trish dodges and Jazz hits Vic with a pump kick. See what I did there? I said it slowly so I didn't mess up my words, but it rhymed so it was okay for me to say like that. The point out right here. Uh, Trish <laughs> building her comeback. She's way better than uh, she's way better than she did in her, than she was in her early years. We get an STF to Trish by Jazz, a glam drop to Trish by Jazz. Uh, I wrote Judy Judy kick to Jazz by Victoria, a Judy kick, judo kick. Oh, that's probably what it was. Judo kick, judo kick to Jazz by Victoria. <laughs> Victoria goes for a moonsault. Uh, Jazz dodges. I think Victoria was shadowing things to come later in the night. Mm-hmm. Uh, Victoria does uh-huh. uh, does knock Jazz out to the outside. Steven Richards comes in with a chair, but uh, he tries to hit Trish. He hits the ropes, bounces back, hits him in the head. Always a great spot. Oh, yeah, you're right, but can we just talk about how uh, Steven Richards was completely just wasted as talent? Yeah. Uh, other for that, other than the censorship stuff that he was doing, he he was. Uh, that was probably his man. best role in WWE. It was. Or it, it was his most, only main role. He didn't his, really have a character. Not his best, but maybe his most notable, for sure. Yeah, I'll agree with that. But yeah, be, but before that, he didn't even have a character. He was the guy that always stuck around with somebody else. 
Yeah. He was always like a lackey. Oh, yeah. with He was first with uh, Job Squad. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trish hits the Stratus faction to Richards. Trish reverses the Widow's Peak, hits the Chick Kick to Vic, and uh, gets, <laughs> that was a good one too. gets the pin and the win on Victoria. And uh, I believe, yeah, she won the title, right? Uh, yeah. This is a fun match, and I don't think uh, I don't think it was botchy at all. It was two mm-hmm. pros in the ring, Trish. Maybe was... one misstep, but, I mean, come on. Let's ignore it. It's, but if it there was, was a misstep, they quickly made up for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It wasn't yeah. like a misstep and them looking around like, okay, what do we do, you know? Yeah, and we're talking about 2022 eyes, women's division eyes, you know? Back then, it must have been an amazing match. Yeah. In the middle of WrestleMania, you know? Well, Pete, yeah, a lot of the fans were really into it. It's funny because you had some real hardcore fans here at Mania. Cause you would hear mm-hmm. the chants like the, in 2003, like, this is awesome. But it would be very faint. Be like, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, we have Coach. He's backstage with The Rock. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, I forgot how good these promos could be. I like mm-hmm. The Rock so much, but at the same time, in 2022, how many times have we seen this promo in recent years? Uh, but I was putting it's, myself in the chair back then. You it's know what I mean? the fans' fault. The fans <laughs> turned on me. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never beaten Austin at Mania, but tonight I will beat Austin at Mania because I'm tiny Hollywood rock. If I could only see how big I will be in, what, um, 17 years? I'm season four. Jesus uh, Christ. Of Young Rock. Of Young Rock, yeah. He he looks tiny in this in this show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Compared to nowadays where the guy's just fucking guy's swole. Yeah, he's a incredible Hulk of his own. Then we get a, a triple threat tag team match. We get Los Guerreros versus Benoit and Rhino versus Team Angle, the team of Shelton Benjamin and Charlie Haas. Dude, I'm juiced. This is going to be a good match. I mean, it was a good match. I mm-hmm. all, all all three teams were holding their own. You got Benoit. Mm-hmm. Benoit, I mean, whatever. We're going to, each time his name's brought up, we're going to say, oh, yeah. He's, you know, he's one of the best wrestlers of all time. Mm-hmm. Best technical wrestlers of all time. Yeah. Of course. Uh, Team Angle, Shelton Benjamin, who went to, was it the University of, was it Minnesota with Brock Lesnar? He was teammates. Mm-hmm. Um, Charlie Haas, who is Charlie Haas. And then you got Shavo and Eddie. You know, this match was fucking hey, uh, great. A young, uh, slim rhino. And a young, slim rhino, yeah. Fresh off of ECW run as the world champion. So, he was a waste of space here, too, right? Jesus Christ, WWE. He, he's Rhino's always been weirdly over that gore. I mean, people like I, Rhino. Gore, gore, gore. Uh, it was funny was always the other day. So okay, the other day I was driving and I saw some guy with his girlfriend. He was wearing a Stone Cold shirt, <laughs> and then you know I was like, you know what? Most people don't like most wrestling fans when you see them in. Pu- I don't know if you've had this issue, <laughs> but I've seen wrestling fans in public. Like I've seen guys wearing Undisputed Era stuff, and I would look over and I would just be like. You know, like, what was it like? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And they're just like, shut up, shut up. I'm like, you're wearing the shirt, dude. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But people don't know what it is. So I decided to say something this time. I was driving. So I was like, Stone Cold, Stone Cold, Stone Cold. <laughs> and the guy just like, yeah, dude. I was like, all right. You're cool. being so loud. Finally. You had no choice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was screaming out of the car, yeah. Okay, Chavo, Eddie, Benoit, Rhino, Haas, Benjamin, 
Chavo and Haas start the match off, though, with some good back and forth. Eddie and Benoit get in the ring, and they do their magic together. I'm sorry. I have to stop you. Uh-oh. During Rhino's entrance, you know what they played in the background for his uh, entrance graphic? What's that? A Rhino? Kurt Angle. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it was Team Angles. Oh, I didn't see uh, that. Intro. Oh, man. They didn't play botch. his music. They played They played Rhino's music, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. But, the, you know, the... Uh, the graphics was all Team Angle. You see Kurt Angle in the back. It's like, oh, come on, production. Rhino has joined Team Angle. Uh, Eddie and Benoit get in the ring. They work their magic because, you know, it's Eddie and Benoit. And uh, Benoit is, like, unloading on Eddie in this ring, dude, I've noticed. those chops were insane. <laughs> Eddie was like, dude, chill out. I can, I can appreciate, though, when two friends are working together because they always lay into each other, you know, a little mm-hmm. bit harder. Mm-hmm. Than two people who don't know each other. Mm-hmm. At one point, Eddie gives Benoit a shoulder tackle, but Benoit hits him so hard, Eddie was uh, thrown backwards. Mm-hmm. Like he throws Benoit into the ring. Eddie hits a shoulder tackle to Benoit, but Benoit hits Eddie so hard coming back that Eddie flies back. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Jesus Christ, guys. Eddie's awesome. Uh, everyone, no, I think that was a shoot. I think legit Benoit oh, yeah. hit him so hard that he was like, he couldn't stand. He's like, Fuck, dude. Mm-hmm. You weren't supposed to hit me that hard. Yeah. yeah. Everyone begins to take uh, take turns going in and out, allowing everyone to get their time in the ring, get their spots off. Uh, it's a good match, but it but it's great when Eddie and Benoit are in the ring together. Mm-hmm. At one point, Benoit gives Guerrero a pop-up crossface, which I thought was pretty, pretty innovative. Chavo tags okay. in at one point, uh, takes a trip to Suplex City by Chris Benoit. Shelton tags in. And uh, begins to work on Benoit, goes to cover Eddie, hits a frog splash on Sh- uh, Shelton's back. Eddie does. And uh, everyone's down. Rhino gets in the ring, giving Charlie Haas and Chavo a gore. Each of them, I believe, separately. Eddie pulls Rhino out of the ring. And uh, Shelton goes for the pin and the win. And Shelton Benjamin gets the pin on Chavo Guerrero. Uh, this is a fucking fun match. I There was not a point where I was bored at all. Probably no, not at all. I did lose track of who was legal at one point, but... Uh, oh, yeah. It's cool. I definitely don't think the, the legal man was pinned. No, but at that time, you know, they didn't really care about that, that type of stuff. I think we should get Shelton, Rhino, and Shavo back in the ring together. <laughs> Triple threat match. There's Figure out things. Finally. Next up, oh, the Miller Light or the fucking beer, the beer girls, the beer mm-hmm. girls, uh, they're backstage with Wilson and Keebler because, you know, it's got to go on even further. Mm-hmm. Oh, and remember, these are the only women's segments throughout the entire night. Let's remember that. Like, mm-hmm. there is no, oh, no, I take that back. There was the women's match, you know? Yeah, but that's not a, is that considered a segment? No, 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 segment but the, or... I don't know. This is just ridiculous. This no, the, 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 the match, the women's match felt like a legit part of the show, and this felt like the attraction, how they like to say. Yeah. Tori and Stacy begin to argue about who made WrestleMania famous. As Mr. famous McMahon. as it is today. They're like, Mr. McMahon did. Hulk no. Hogan did. And then, like, they walk away, and they're like, we'll figure this out later. And then the catfight girls begin to argue about who invented WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. They're like, I think Mr. McMahon invented WrestleMania. I think Hulk Hogan invented WrestleMania. I'm like, one of you is actually right. <laughs> well, the other one's actually not right at all. Either you're a huge mark 
Like, you can sit here and debate who made it famous, Hogan or McMahon. But not who invented it. Yeah. And actually, one wins one and the other one wins the other. McMahon mm-hmm. invented it and Hogan made it famous. Mm-hmm. Boom. There. Catfight girls can stop. Yeah. You guys can be friends now and have some uh, White Claws. Seven. <laughs> They're drinking daiquiris. No, what's a... <sighs> no, White Wine Spritzer. Oh, a white wine spitzer, spitzer, spitzer. And uh, let's see, their argument over uh, mania. <laughs> Next up, uh, Chris Jericho versus Shawn Michaels. Uh, this is this is a great fucking match, man. Oh my god, I couldn't wait for this once. Once you announced what we were watching, I looked it up. Like what what uh, events are on here? I was like, what? Oh, I can't wait to see this. So how do we get here? Michaels uh, is going through his uh, career renaissance at this point, winning the world title. I think like a year before Jericho is, uh, I would say, at one of the peaks of his career because he he's got peaks and valleys. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Jericho grew up wanting to be the next Shawn Michaels, and eventually. He decided not to be the next Shawn Michaels. He wanted to be the first Chris Jericho and wants to end the career of the heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels. So, uh, Shawn Michaels is probably just a dick to Jericho backstage. No, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Two things. Number one, um, how much do you think influence Chris Jericho had in the whole program? With him and Shawn Michaels, because I think Shawn Michaels was mostly like a, yeah, 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 I'll do it, I'll do it, a yes or no guy. No, I won't do that. I'll do this. I won't do that. Not very much of a brain. Chris Jericho though strikes me as the heart and soul of this whole program. Well, like, he's, he thought of a lot of the shit that went on. He seems like it seems a lot of guys are taking guys under their wings at this point. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you said earlier with Trish, she's wrestling with Jazz and Victoria. Now you have Jericho and Michaels who. You know, I think Michaels is probably just kind of like, that sounds great, but we, maybe we should just do this right here a little differently, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or he's being a dick and be like, no, we're not doing that. That's a dumb kid. We're doing this. I'm, I'm going Michaels. over at the end, kid, all right? I'm going over. Uh, so Y2J comes out, and uh, then HBA, HBK comes out, and <laughs> HBK comes out, and he's like, it's really weird. He starts shooting confetti, like, like cannons into the crowd. Yeah, he used to do all kinds of crazy shit. But like, like it was it was weird. It wasn't like just one and he like it was like, yeah, confetti. <laughs> there was like eight different cannons and he would go from side to side to side to side to side to side to side. And then like someone at work and he'd be like, Whoops, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. And people like, mania. Spare no expense. Like eight e- cannons. Like even if I was in the crowd, I'm like, how am I getting hyped? Like, why is Shawn Michaels why is he Pulling, why is he shooting yeah. us with confetti? I don't shoot us, shoot us t shirts, don't shoot us pieces of paper. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very, very lame. Uh, HBK is uh, but though HBK then he poses in front of the pyro and he looks super fucking cool. And I'm like, mm-hmm. that's all you need to do, that's all you need to do. You don't need to have him shooting cannons of confetti anywhere, just have him come out, pose in front of pyro. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Shooting cannons of confetti, not cool. Posing in front of pyro is cool. It's my hot take here tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. The two men exchanging maneuvers, matching each other at every level. Uh, I do love the spot, though, where HBK dodges Jericho a couple, tam- a couple times uh, to jump over Jericho for a... Wait, what am I writing down here? See, I type too fast sometimes. Uh, basically, Jericho slaps the spit out of HBK early on in the match. Okay. And I feel bad because Michaels 
like just spits this huge loogie into the crowd and you could just see it go. <laughs> I'm like, that's what you get for being front row guys. Yeah, yeah. 800 bucks. Well spent dude. I mean, yeah, maybe back then for yeah. sure. But nowadays I think it's like 10 grand. <laughs> Or five grand at least. Uh, HBK crotches Jericho on the corner, evading a bulldog. HBK then is tossed out of the ring, but he begins to uh, do that cool thing where he pulls himself back up into the ring, you know, on the ropes. It's the Ricky Steamboat original move, yeah. I don't know who did it before Ricky Steamboat, but I know Ricky Steamboat made it popular in my day, back in my day. As he's coming up, Jericho grabs HBK's feet and uh, receives a leg scissors takedown to the outside. Uh, HBK hops back in the ring, then hits a planche at a Jericho on the outside. HBK goes for a drop kick on the outside, but Jericho reverses into a walls of Jericho on the outside, which I thought was a cool spot. Uh, Jericho slamming HBK into the ring post back first. Jericho focusing on HBK's surgically repaired back. Lower back, as we all know. Yep. HBK motivated. Uh, he was motivated out of a headlock eventually. Whiplash DDT to Jericho. Both men on their feet, exchanging strikes, and Jericho gives HBK a front-falling bulldog. Jericho kips up, <laughs> does the HBK pose, and the crowd goes fucking wild. The crowd's super into Jericho. You know what's awesome, too? What's that? Is that this time is like dusk, so it went from, you know, uh, the afternoon open arenas to night WrestleMania. at the end of the match. Yeah, and at the end of the match, it was nighttime. That was a really cool addition. Perfect timing, I thought. Uh, like I said, so Jericho kips up, does the HBK pose, crowd goes wild, then HBK kips up, hits a super kick, or uh, I don't think he hit a super kick. He kips up uh, and takes him down, because he, he, that's, his, that's, his, that's his finisher. He didn't hit the super kick. Uh, but he took him out, hit a clothesline, back body dropped to a clothesline, HBK takes over. HBK gives Jericho a moonsault. Both men exchange pin attempts. We get a modified bulldog to a lion salt to HBK, followed by a kick out. HBK, cool. HBK goes for a Frankensteiner, which they said it was a Hurricane Ronda, but it was clearly a Frankensteiner. What's the difference? Well, isn't a Frankensteiner where you run and, like, jump up on them? Oh, and yeah, I guess. Where, but, like, I mean, you know, it's really the same move. Yeah. Uh, Jericho counters into the walls. Fans are chanting, tap, tap, tap. He doesn't. Uh, <laughs> we uh, eventually get a falling Judas effect to Jericho, or to HBK. HBK warms up the bird. Sorry, Jericho is starting to warm up the band. We get a sweet chin music to HBK, followed by a kick out. HBK reverses a super back suplex into a crossbody. Both men are down. HBK goes up to the top. Jericho kicked. Uh, well, it was little Nate, but mm -hmm. he looked like little Finley. I'm not gonna lie, that hair was a little <laughs> weird. Yeah, yeah. Uh, little Nate was knocked into the ropes, crotching HBK. Jericho goes for a superplex. HBK, uh, he tosses Jericho off, hits the elbow drop. HBK goes for the sweet chin music. Perfect. Jericho evades, uh, locks in the walls. We get a desperation. Yeah, he gets out. Then we get a desperation, sweet chin music. And another kick out. Jericho then, uh, or HBK throws Jericho into the corner, uh, hits the victory roll, and uh, gets the pin and the win. Ooh, what? So like that we're going to end it like that. It was just ended like that. So, wow. Yeah. Uh, obviously this wasn't the end between the two. 
um, after the match, though. It was a great fucking match. Uh, they both worked their asses off and didn't miss a, miss a beat. Mm-hmm. It's not a match that I could sit there and be like, oh, my God, this is so great. I had so much fun watching. But I was just at the end of the match, I was like, wow, that was that was really, really fucking good. And you got to admire the, the fact that they both went above and beyond to put each other over. Yeah. After the match, uh, HPK goes for a handshake. Jericho refuses, says, no, man, I want a hug. And he goes in to hug HBK, but then gives him a swift kick to the awesome. gonad. Should have seen it coming. Should have seen it coming. Classic Jericho. So, goes okay, on my and on. second point. What's that? What would you rather see? Would you rather see this match as is, or would you rather see a fifty-year-old Chris Jericho go up against a twenty-five, thirty-year-old HBK? Well, no, this match was great. Yeah, I don't think I would change anything about this match. All right. I mean, we can get something different by doing something like that, but mm-hmm. but it, it ends out gold either way, right? Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I enjoyed the match. I thought it was great. Fucking, I can't sit there and say it was the best match of the show, but right now it's it is. Got, it's got some s- stiff competition. Right now, as of this uh, part of the show, it is the best match. Yeah, but watch out because the cat fight's coming next. <laughs> okay. Um, so we get the French Canadian ref. Who's this guy? Oh, Sylvain Grenier. I guess. Remember, he was part of La, 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 was it La Resistance. I, I don't. With Rene Dupree. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Anyways, uh, but I didn't watch this. You did though, right? Um, I, I just saw that he had a meeting with. He entered uh, Vince's office. Oh, he's like the that, heel, he's like the heel ref. Yeah. Yeah, because he's doing the whole walking thing, and then uh, he's from Montreal. If you didn't know. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, and the then they go into though. Crack Attic again for some reason. Well, then Biscuit had to play again, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the theme of the show is Crack Addict. Because I'm going to crack your ass or something like that? Oh, my God. Vince's like, ah, oh, it's great. You're going to crack skulls. And they're like, Limbiscuit's like, yeah, sure, man. Are we going to get the check to play here tonight or what? Mm-hmm. Okay, did, did you say you skipped this or you put the, it on mute? I skipped it completely. Okay, well, it's your standard cat fight. We have Tanya Bollinger. Uh, she is for the great taste side. And Katana Baker, she's, of course, for the less filling side. So right as the match is about to begin on the bed for some odd reason, uh, Stacey Keebler comes in, of course. And she's about to speak, but then we get Tori Wilson joining the party. Then she does her, you know, her... I don't want to say cat catchphrase, but the one line she was written for tonight, it went something like, well, it's time for all the girls to join. Let's have a foursome cat fight. So they do. Um, of course, like I mentioned earlier, Coach and uh, the King Lawler, they do the whole, you know, battling banjos. Is that what it's called? So suppose, let's, yeah. let's see who's. Yeah, let's see who's creepier. <laughs> Um, so in the middle of all the debacle, of course, it was a pillow fight on top of a bed. Uh, coach gets a little bit too close to the action and the ladies let off on him and they pants him and they embarrass him in front of the whole crowd at safe exposing the tidy whities. Who are the winners? I guess the audience. We're all the winners. winners. Yeah. Half naked right. women. Before the days of internet pornography. Yeah, this is what well, you this had is internet porno- Before the days of massive free internet pornography. If you wanted uh, pornography, you'd have to get a virus with it. Or you'd have to sign up for one of those websites. Like, yeah. Uh, 30 bucks a month. No, no, good. Just do the free tour over and over again. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, just change your email address. 
No, it was a, there was like that section. It was like free tour, and you would get like you just like it would just be like three pages, be like, oh, that's oh, right, girls, that's right, young girls, <laughs> sexy girls, and I'm like, Jesus, oh. the internet was horrible back then. It still is, but yeah. Uh, all right. So speaking of something horrible, let's get into it. Booker T versus Triple H with Ric Flair in his corner. All right. How did we get here? How did we get here? Well, after how did we get here? Vince bought WCW. They brought in Booker T. Who are we going to squash? Well, the one who had the championship last. Who are we going to reduce to a size of a pebble? The one that was with the competition. And who's going to do it? One of the, I don't want to say, it's allegedly. The son a little bit of a little bit of a racist going up against the black guy. Awesome combination. Well, that's my rant. That's my rant. Now I'm going to speak good about everybody involved. I, I was just going to say Brock Lesnar won the Royal Rumble, so they needed a challenger. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I'll get into all that too. I mean, let's just get in. I guess. Yeah. So I guess we'll talk about how we got to the match in a second, but let's talk about the build to this match. Well, uh, Booker T won a battle royal. I think uh, it was like a Monday Night Raw to become number oh, one it wasn't contender. The it wasn't the Rumble, huh? No, it wasn't the Rumble. He didn't win the Rumble. Oh, that was Brock. It was Brock. Yeah, Brock won the Rumble and he right. won the battle royal, eliminating the Rock at uh, a Monday Night Raw. So he got the title shot, and then we got the build of Triple H and Booker T. And you know, Triple or Booker T's past starts to come out. You know, oh, he was arrested for robberies, and you know, he he has a criminal past. I was pretty much those are those two things are the same things but um and then triple h starts going guys like you don't become champion okay got you know and and things like that and uh oh what's this i don't want an update remind me later no close that god why does it open 12 pages when it opens something um so yeah he's basically saying you're a common street thug booker t you know guys like you don't become champion uh, was it racist? I think in the day and day and age, it's weird because I'm sitting. I'm a white guy, so I can't really sit here and 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 dissect it. But this match was full of uh, microaggressions, and it it was it was you know. A little I think society in general the- was like was like this, and now everyone looks at this in 2022 eyes, and they're like, mm-hmm. "Oh, this is seriously racist," and you're like, "Yeah," but at the time. That's how society was. Yeah, I mean, we saw Triple H dressed in blackface, and no one blinked an eye. Yeah, yeah. So, was it racist? I today, yes. <sighs> Back then, it was a microaggression, like I said. Yeah, yeah. It, it it was dumb. It, it was, was a, it was unfortunate. Not but. so well veiled. This is especially by uh, you, Jerry Lawler. Shame on you. Yeah, Jerry, it's all on you. Uh, so. You think it was a racist angle? I mean, I don't know about the whole angle, but the insults hurled at Booker T were racist. I'll say that. Yeah, it, it, it's it's yeah, it's not knowing what you what people are saying. It, it's definitely just, I think a lot of like white ignorance, mm-hmm. and it wasn't put like meant to be racist, but it was just a lot of white ignorance. Mm-hmm. Upon the writers and upon Triple H, you know, I'm sure Booker T was like, oh, "I'm getting a big paycheck, so got a job here." So yeah, now, if you notice, uh, 
Jerry Lawler, I, I don't want to go back into that, but I'm going to. Um, when he was describing stuff about Booker T, and he wouldn't stop. JR was like, fuck, dude, stop. What are you doing? That's enough. Um, but it, he was basically spitting out everything. See, this is going to get controversial, perhaps, but it, it spills out everything Fox News was saying towards the BLM uh, protesters. Oh, yeah. Not too long ago. He thug, uh, hood, uh, gangsta, ghetto. Whoa, 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 yeah. whoa. Let, yeah. Let's fucking pump the brakes, yeah, yeah. Jerry. Well, yeah, but like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's racist. There's nothing more you can say about it. It's a yeah. lot of white ignorance, and I think, you know, I think at the time they were thinking, oh, this, well, you you could be a common street thug and be a white guy, and yeah, you can be, but, like, look how you're using it and look how it's being used and, you know, in general. Yeah. Like, come on. Okay, well, you know, at one point, JR's like, all right, all right, stop, stop. You've ridden the horse to the ground. And Lawler says something like, okay, okay, easy, JR. It's WrestleMania. I hang out with Booker T. You know, the classic, my best friend is black, right? Um, we we go to the mall, and we tried to pay for cigarettes. Oh, yeah. Well, what did he say? Something, he said, we tried to go to the mall the other day, and Booker T tried to pay for everything in cigarettes. I was like, yeah. yo. Yeah. What the fuck? Like, <laughs> oh. Man. Oh, Man. yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> okay. Okay. Back and forth chops to start things off. Super arm drag to H. Uh, back and forth between the two men. They battle on the outside. This match starts off very slow, and I can understand because they had to follow that epic cat fight. Yeah. And you know what else does this match at the service? What's that? Is that they're both portraying heels in this match. Yeah. They're both yeah, wrestling yeah. like heels. So that just takes the air out of the room. Uh, trips beats Booker. Uh, down with a hits him with a spine buster. Uh, Booker reverses a suplex, hits Triple H with a DDT. Uh, Lawler, that's when he puts up. He says the thing about going to the mall, paying for cigarettes. Face breaker to Booker T. Trips and goes for a second one, but uh, Booker hits a spine buster on Triple H. Uh, oh, cool. A jumping, spinning heel kick to Triple H, and he's as he's coming off the top rope. Uh, Booker. Then goes for the scissor kick. Triple H evades. T then goes for another scissor kick, knocking Triple H to the outside, but he doesn't. Triple H pulls down the ropes, and Booker falls to the outside. We get a knee breaker to Booker, and uh, by Ric Flair, while the ref is distracted. Bastard Flair. <laughs> and a modified Indian death lock to Booker T, which is basically a, a figure four. The guy just lays the other way. Mm-hmm. Uh, Triple H is focusing all his attention on Booker's knee. Booker is then to- tossed into the ref. I believe that was Nick Patrick. Yeah, yeah. Looked like it, yeah. Looked no, like at it. one point I was like, why isn't he helping his WCW comrade? That's true. Come on, Nick. Uh, but the ref isn't knocked out. Uh, we get a scissor kick to Triple H. Flair tries to get involved again. There was like two times where he tries to get on the ring apron and distract Booker T. I don't know if he... It was like the exact same thing, too. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was weird, but... Uh, this gives Triple H enough time to crotch Booker T on the top. Triple H goes for the suplex, but is tossed off by Booker T. Flair then gets up to get involved yet again, like I said. Booker then hits a flipping leg drop. The Harlem Hangover. Oh, was that the Harlem Hangover? Mm-hmm. Which was a bit off, but hey, it still looked very cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, Booker can barely stand, and Triple H hits a pedigree and pin win. Done. That's it. That's it. Harlem Hangover used to be his finish. Like, that was his special finish. You know how you have Not here in WWE, buddy. <sighs> how does a leg drop from the... A flipping leg drop from the top rope not take out anybody? 
Booker T's like 280. Not Triple H, man. Jesus hey, you Christ. know, leave Triple H alone. He just ended his career, okay? Come on, man. man well, you know, okay. may, maybe he's a different guy in hindsight. We all change. We all evolve. We've seen how people, you know, change ideas and perspectives in time. I, I give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. When you look at the match alone, it's not a bad match. I mean, it's not that fun, but it's not that bad. Uh, the two guys went for a lot of moves that uh, were not in their repertoire. Mm-hmm. However, it just ended, and it just never really kicked into third gear. Yeah. Okay. Let's take some of the race stuff away, and it, let's say you know, sign of the times, right? Either way, this was punishment for the dude pulling the the, the train with WCW, and they were just vindictive towards. Oh that. yeah, 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 absolutely. So that that didn't help Booker in any way either. He had no, to actually they... prove his loyalty over time. You know, he had to go through all the weakest gimmicks on and earth I thought about, and make them something. What was he gonna do? You know, the sixth time, sixth time, sixth time. Six time, six time, six you push time. Past, you push past six and go straight to ten, and then he can do this. The ten time, yeah, I guess. They weren't going to put him on that title on him five more times, though. No, no. I mean, Triple H doesn't even have ten times, right? Uh, he has nine, like time, 12, nine times as WWE, five as World, so like four. Okay, so like 14. Uh, then we get Hogan versus Vince in a street fight. How did we get here? Well... It started January 24th, 1984. <laughs> <laughs> Even before that. The day Hulkamania was born. Uh, yeah, so basically, I, I do think the build to this match is really cool because they're taking their entire lives. Like, they're taking Hogan going to WCW, Hogan testifying against Vin, Vince in the steroid trials of the early mm-hmm. 90s. It's just like, fuck, man. It feels, like, pretty real, and hes they're really getting into each other, so... I thought it was a good build to this match. Yeah, good stuff. And you know what? They ponied up some cash and got a fucking Voodoo Child remake. That was Hulk's entrance. They could have fucking paid for the fucking Voodoo Child. Oh, no, they're not going to get that. The Hendrix family is super strict with how they license that shit nowadays. Really? Yeah. Fuckers. Was it the... Oh, is it the actual daughters now that have it? Like grandchildren, I think, now. Because before it was like the adopted daughter, right? Yeah, yeah. Or something. It was like uh, the adopted brother or something. Something. Uh, it was crazy. Yeah, his family is very interesting. No, he, had, he no, no. He adopted very... a girl, but he also had actual kids. But then he gave okay. all his estate to his adopted kid. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, uh, Vince comes out to the ring. He's swole as fuck. Like Jesus Christ. Yeah. Oh my huge. God. Scary swole. Right? He's bigger than some most of the guys on the roster. He um, looks bigger than Hulk. Uh, it's two excited old men going at it. Uh, Hogan has control early beating down on Vince Vince takes over uh, beats into Hogan into the corner we get a modified grounded hammerlock to Hogan Uh, McMahon working on Hogan's shoulder slamming into the ring post Vince goes for the test of strength for like five minutes which I don't get the test of strength like if if you don't want the other person to push back what is your what are you doing to that person are you are you just hurting their knuckles I, uh, the wrist? Like, oh, you're going to, are you, is that, I want the test of strength to be somebody's finisher. Like, <laughs> give up, give up. I gotta give up. My wrist hurts too much. <laughs> you broke one. You broke one. I can't masturbate oh. tonight. You know? <laughs> no, not the right. Uh, Stranger in the tub. Um, <laughs> but it goes on for two minutes and, and yeah. like there was a point where Hogan starts to come back and the crowd got into it, but Vince got him back down and like killed the crowd from it. Mm-hmm. And you notice too that Vince is rocking jeans. 
Is he? Well, he's wearing like jeans and the basketball shoes, and yeah. You know what's hilarious is that, uh, like, uh, until recent memory, when you know Dean Ambrose started using jeans in the ring, you know our uh, our buddy here. Um, but back in like the fifties, yeah, like greasers used to use it as like their gym uniform. I'm wearing jeans. I'm gonna go play baseball. Like, have you ever seen the Sandlot? None of those oh, kids yeah. had sweatpants. They all had jeans on. Well, you know it's funny. I've seen some people at the gym wear jeans, and I just think it's really funny. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. They, make, they make shorts now, bro. Yeah, it's always people that are, they seem like a little off. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways, I see, you see but some yeah, weird no, stuff at the gym, but it's you know Vince reflecting with the time he's from. He's from like you know the Sandlot days, 1950s guy. Oh, you want to play some stickball, kid? <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Let's see. I already talked about the test of strength. Uh, Vince kicks Hogan to the outside. Uh, Vince uh, steals a security guard's chair, swings it at Hogan, but he dodges. Uh, Vince whacks the ring post. Hogan then whacks Vince hard, in the head hard with the chair, uh, busting him open. Vince is proceeded to like be gushing blood for the rest yeah, of the match. Good job, Vince. Way to blade. I saw him carry it. I didn't know. Oh, did you see it? I didn't. Day. Yeah, I didn't know they cut away when he when he cut himself. But yeah. then he like wouldn't release the fist when he's crawling on the ground. Well, everyone I mean? was blading in this match, dude. Everyone oh, yeah, yeah, wanted yeah, yeah. to bleed. Yeah, I think well, even the ref did one time. No, well, what was it? There was a point where is it Hugo Savanich? He gets knocked <laughs> yeah, down, right. and then eventually you look over, and then you just see like a little trickle of blood. They're like, oh my god, he's busted over. Yeah. And you know he's brother, probably like, brother, he's like, oh, this Vince. is my thing right here. Yeah, yeah, brother, brother Vince, I haven't played in twenty years. Can I do it one time for memories? Oh, uh, yeah, like I said, he dodges the chair shot, hits Hugo with it. Uh, Vince hits, or sorry, Hogan hits Hugo with it after Vince dodges. Uh, the ringside is just covered in like it's, it's a pool of blood on the outside. Uh, Vince grabs a ladder from under the ring, sets it up, and takes two steps up, and then gives Hogan a back elbow, and then just like walks away. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. Uh, then sets it up between the two tables. Uh, Vince hits Hogan with an early 2000s TV monitor, which those things are big. Um, and then uh, sets Hogan up on the Spanish announce table. Hogan is busted open. Hugo is busted open. Vince is busted open. Uh, JR is busted open. Yeah, they go back into the get back into the ring, but Vince can't keep Hogan down. Vince grabs a lead pipe. That's when, uh, that's when he goes to strike Hogan, but the Hulkster... Gives uh, the boss a low blow. All of a sudden, Roddy Roddy Piper, get it? Because there's a pipe in the ring. Yeah. Is in the ring. Which Piper. is almost automatic around th- those years. Which if is Hogan was in a match, you're going to get Piper later on in the running. Which is funny because he pushes Hogan down and then he starts focusing on Vince. And then I'm like, oh, did he hit Hogan a second ago? What's going on? Everybody sees it coming. He, he's, he's yelling at Vince, get up, New York! Get up, New York! And uh, he turns around and Connecticut wax, uh, yeah, wax Hogan in the head with the pipe. Just like, hey, we saw that coming. Great, cool. I do love how Piper had his ring gear on underneath. Yeah, he was ready to go. Does. Always done. On the set of uh, They Live, he always had his ring gear. Really? Yeah, that's a fact. Uh, both of them down. Ref Brian Hebner, uh, for some reason, uh, stopped Vince from grabbing the pipe, at, well, even though it's a street fight. Mm-hmm. And that's when he's tossed out of the ring twice because he doesn't make it out the first time. Vince wants to toss him out a second time. Mm-hmm. That's when Sylvain Granier comes into the ring, the SmackDown ref, the heel SmackDown is. ref. Uh, Vince hits a leg drop, get a kick out. That's when Hulkamania comes alive. Hogan takes out the ref, then Vince, big boot, leg drop. Brian Hebner gets in the ring, pin, win. Hulkamania 
He's, he's still running wild, baby. I am a real American. Fight for the rights of every man. If they have yeah. oil, I am a real American. Yeah, and everyone, including the announcers, are treating this like he beat like Prime Undertaker or, you know, uh, Prime Sting or Prime, you know, anyone, anyone. They, they, they treat this like this was the main event of all time. So, yeah, then, okay. You did it, man. You did it. What happened after the match? I think this was kind of a shoot because so? Shane comes down to the ring. Yeah, and there's, there's no word. He just no music playing. Like I think, like if they prepare, they would. Here comes the money. You know, he comes out, and you know, then he comes and like, hey, just want to check on my dad. But uh, he just walked like, out. Yeah, maybe they're treating it like you know a serious moment. No, no, no. Vince is really legit hurt. Come out, like be serious, and you know, be all down and emo, and yeah. they'll describe how bad of a beating he just took. So, what was a better match? This street fight or uh, Flair versus Terry Funk Texas Death match at Super Bowl 2000. Dude, it was would, this I, match. I, yeah, yeah. A hundred percent this I, match. I, I would, yeah, and you know what? I I, I want to kick myself for saying it, but it, yes, it's this match. This match was much better. Hogan and, but, I mean, Hogan and Hogan, Vince had a better match in Flair and Funk. They both know how to entertain for a mania crowd, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I mean, Hogan and, Fla- and Vince had a better match than Flair and Funk. I'm just saying. No, Not all their matches, but just that, just that one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then we get the third match of the, the of the trilogy: Stone Cold Steve oh, Austin rubber, versus The Raw. Well, it's not the rubber match because the rubber oh, match no, would, a, would indicate but, back and forth. Oh, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. No, he the Rock is zero two. Yeah, yeah. So this is personal. There's no title at stake. Austin beat Rock twice at their last Mania matches, and Rock Rocky has a chip on his shoulder. Uh. Rock uh, takes the first strike, but oh, I just went right into it. So, mm-hmm. so he takes the first strike. They battle, f- uh, f- and wait, Rock try to leave. Austin lays some chops in the Rock ringside. Uh, so, like, unlike the other two matches, this uh, kicks into third gear pretty fucking quickly. Like, yeah, well, we got a whole hour left, so we got to hurry up. So uh, Rock begins focusing on Austin's knee, and that's when Jr. yells. Rock is working on those. Those knee braces on Austin. You know, Austin does have a history of knee problems. I'm like, he's wearing two knee braces. Mm-hmm. I would assume he has knee problems. Just yeah. saying. Uh, you think? Uh, my review of the match doesn't do it justice, though, because when you boil it down, yes, it's a lot of like decent wrestling, but it's the motherfucking rock and goddamn Stone Cold Steve Austin. Mm-hmm. And it's like really they, they, the music they, in between the notes. They know how to pop a crowd. Yeah. It, the, I wrote this note particularly showmanship between these two is at an elite level at this point in time. Yeah, that's what no, absolutely. The match. absolutely. It was the, it was the psychology and the showmanship out of both. I mean, with rocks selling out of his shoes, stone cold being fast, stone cold, the rock running the ropes, like no one ever has in the history of rest. Yeah. Uh Oh, in this particular event, the rock was running those ropes. Like, whew, I don't know, like blur speed. Yeah. Uh, we get a sharpshooter to Austin. He gets the ropes. Uh, Rock then steals Austin's vest and puts it on. That's when it begins to be Freaky Friday in the ring. Very cool. Because they're exchanging strikes to the outside. And uh, we get a Luthez to Rock and Austin elbow to Rock and kick out. Uh, Rock uh, powers up, hits Austin with a uh, flying clothesline. Austin hits Rock with a rock bottom. Austin goes for a stunner, but Rock... Catches Austin's foot and then hits uh, 
I think hits Austin with a with the stunner, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think ba- so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, back and forth between the two. Austin tries to take off the vest off a of rock, but rock hits Austin with a low blow. Austin dodges um, the people's elbow rock dodges a stunner people's elbow to rock rock finally takes the jacket off. I mean, honestly, they should make that figure though with him and the, the vest. That would be nice. Like one of those alternate uh, figures. Yeah. Uh, rock kicked out to Austin uh, rock bottom to Austin. Another kick out another rock bottom to Austin. And Austin kicks out yet again. Rock laying in wait for Austin. He gets in place, holds in position, uh, gets Austin in his in the rock bottom position, hits the rock bottom, and the pin and the win. And like I said, I can't do it justice, but it was a fucking great match. Yeah, perhaps this is an argument for a different time, but Stone Cold arguably has to be the, one of the most over wrestlers in history of history. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um... I mean, there are reasons for that. There's reasons for that. I, I was li- I was literally at the end, edge of my seat, blah, 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 the edge of my seat for this match, and I usually don't get like that for retro shows. So I don't have a lot of notes on here, and not having a lot of notes means that I was actually, you know, uh, captivated by the match. You know. Yeah. And then we get the main event of the evening: Brock Lesnar. More? Oh my god! Brock so Lesnar. When the last three matches were just like, <laughs> and that's the thing: there was no ebbs and flows at the end of the night. It was just like no. great match after great match after great match after great match. You know. Well, you got you know well, the last two matches. I mean, mm-hmm. there was that Triple H Booker T match which wasn't wasn't so great, but you know, it was decent. Yeah, um, but I mean, that did have you emotionally, it had me emotionally invested. I was a huge, still am a huge Booker T fan. Yeah. Oh, and also at the end of the match, uh, Rock, when he leaned into Austin, I guess he said something like, Thank you, brother. Thank you, brother. I love you. And that's when Stone Cold says, Yeah, I love you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> get me out of here, you dumb son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, then we get Brock Lesnar versus Kurt Angle um, for the WWE Championship. How did we get here? Brock won the Rumble. Dude, can we just say that these recaps have been super important and they've been well done throughout the the, the event? Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. It really caught everyone up to pace. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, it's a classic example of why these are needed. These are needed because people like us want to go back and watch these shows and we need to know what's We what don't want to watch the fucking month long of Raw, you know? Yeah, I just want to watch this and then put me up to date. Let's go. Brock won the Rumble. Uh, then gave then he was Kurt gave him a title match, but Brock uh, he so it was weird. Okay, Angle gave Brock a title match, but he was like, "You have to beat Team Angle," and he's like, "Okay, I will." And then he did, but then like Heyman breaks up the title match with a DQ, you know, because hell, because Heyman mm, right. is with Angle, who's with mm-hmm. Team Angle, yeah. Uh, when Brock faced uh, Angle on SmackDown, he took out Angle, hit the F5, but then walked away. He was like, oh, something's weird. And then it wasn't Angle. It was like Eric Angle, I think. Yeah, it was, was a Bella Magic. Yeah, happened. and yeah. Uh, yeah, Twin Magic. And yeah. uh, he pinned Brock Lesnar. So Stephanie McMahon, I believe the SmackDown GM at the time, made the match. If, you know, Kurt loses in this match by DQ or Counter, he loses the title. So. Yeah, and good, good rule. Stipulation. Yeah. Uh, chain wrestling to start this match between the Olympic gold medalist and the NCAA All-American. Eventually, Angle breaks uh, the chain and strikes Brock in the face. Well, I didn't remember his face. I don't know why. I just said face. Could have <laughs> struck him in the chest. Yeah. I don't really remember, but I just said face. Uh, nice power slam to Angle. We get a giant German suplex to Brock. 
Angle gives Brock a nasty-looking German into the turnbuckle. Ooh, that looked great. And uh, this is definitely not the modern-day Brock we're used to because Brock is just getting beat down by Angle in the mm-hmm. entire and, like, first and half of the match. making Angle look like a million bucks in the process. When, can, when is the last time you said Brock Lesnar's uh, sold Selling. for somebody that was just ridiculous? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, free, uh, freestyle bow and arrow which to Brock, which eventually just turned into a lazy headlock. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brock trans or then it got transitioned to a modified cross face. Eventually Brock though, gets uh, up with angle on his back, slamming angle into the turnbuckle. Despite the brief comeback angle takes control, focusing on Brock's leg. Brock manages to get um, a desperation spine buster to angle. Both men get up evading the 10 count. Brock begins to take angle uh, take it to Angle, picking him up, uh, picking up the pace of the match. We get a belly to belly to Angle twice. Then Angle takes it to Brock, taking him to Suplex City. And I wonder if he uh, he took that from Angle, like because he did that more when he came back. Brock yeah. Lesnar did. Yeah. Uh, at this point, you could tell Michael Cole completely lost his voice in this match. <laughs> like, oh! uh, if you go back and listen, you can tell he fucking lost yeah. his voice. Uh, angle slam attempt to an F5 attempt into an ankle lock. Brock gets to the ropes, but uh, then Angle just pulls him back, and ro- the ref's like, oh, okay, he pulled you back, whatever. Uh, yeah, that's not punishable oh. by... I guess he didn't count the five yet. That, I mean, yeah. Single leg Boston Crab to Brock. Brock then launches Angle to the outside. Angle runs back into the ring, beats down on Brock, and then uh, hits a release German suplex, and fucking Brock just, like, flips to the outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, angle slam to Brock, kick out. F5 to angle, kick out. We get an ankle lock to Brock. He gets to the ropes. Brock kicks angle away. Both men attempt their finishers yet again, but uh, Brock gets the F5. And then. Oh, no. At this point, I was like, wait, oh, shit. Is this the match when. Oh, it is. Brock looks up to the top turnbuckle and says, I'm going to go up there. And Kurt is so far away. He's, so, he's way too far. He's way too fucking far. He's like. Two thirds the the mat away, dude. He could, he could put his leg on the rope on the opposite side. Yeah, uh, he goes for the shooting star press, and you know the story. Ugh. Brock lands on his fucking neck, and uh, he doesn't break his neck, and he's fine. But um, but he did get his bell rung because uh, for the rest of the night he was staring at ghost. Well, I mean, the match ended with the F five directly after that, which wasn't was the shooting star was supposed to be the finish. Angle yeah, confirms good. this great where uh wherewithal is that what it's called awareness whatever yeah yeah to know i gotta get up i gotta hit this f5 and i gotta get this finished so we can go home well i think yeah i think angle being up there being like hey bro f5 me yeah yeah this is this is i want to say it's a smart wrestling brock at this point like he was pretty genius in his storytelling here no, absolutely. Uh, Brock. I mean, I mean for Brock, because we know Brock Lesnar matches now are squashes no matter who he fights. Yeah. Well, it's Brock Lesnar. It's his second title, his second uh, WWE title. And, uh, yeah, now he, he heads into WrestleMania. Well, I guess I'll date the show, but he heads into WrestleMania. What is it? What year? 2022. I don't know which number it is. Like 39, yeah, 38. they're calling it 2022. So we'll um, see what happens. Yeah, I, that was... That was crazy just seeing, you know, the blank stare in Brock Lesnar's eyes as Kurt Angle is trying to give him a hug like, hey, you all right? Let's, let's fucking wake up, brother. Come on. 
Yeah, he's like, uh, I got to give him a hug. Okay, let's go to the back. Come on, buddy. Yeah, because I don't think the hug was called for in this match. I'm I, the I champion? Was... No. I'm the champion? Yeah. Yes, Brock, you're the champion. Mm-hmm. Well, that was WrestleMania 19, and, well, I mean, I think, you know, I think uh, we should make uh, say something at least, like, think going forward we uh if you if you're actually at this point and you're watching the show thank you for staying Sticking with by us, us for so long uh we're gonna switch things up a little bit in the next coming months we're gonna kind of focus on current news and we're gonna become more current we're gonna be hip we're gonna be what the kids say what do the kids say for something that's cool uh fetty we're gonna be fetty probably not that but yeah we're gonna we're gonna be current. We're I'm gonna, gonna be, be, I'm gonna be like Megan the Stallion. I'm gonna be like in your face, like 3D. Uh, no. So basically, we're switching into a a bi-monthly uh, new show podcast where we're just gonna talk about whatever we want. And most of the time, it's gonna be news. It's gonna be matches. It's gonna be current topics. It's gonna be past topics. It could be anniversaries. It could be whatever the fuck we want. But nonetheless, we will still bring retro reviews uh, four or five times a year. You know when it calls for it and big events like mm-hmm. you know, the big four, of course. And, but we won't focus on just WWE going forward. Of course, we will still bring you retro WCW and other ones when we have time. So just wanted to make that loud and clear before we get out of here, because we will be back next week after WrestleMania or I uh, know after the raw after mania. Yes. So we will have all the news coming out of mania this year and yeah, and you want to add anything, Jose? No, I just can't wait. You know, discussing Fallout is some of my uh, most fun, uh, interesting topics to delve into. Uh, AEW has been stupendous nowadays. Uh, the rise of Ring of Honor is going to the rise of the Phoenix, known as Ring of Honor, um, is going to be interesting to watch. Thank you to Tony Khan. So it's very interesting times in the wrestling world to be, yeah. you know, a fan. So we'll see how it goes, guys. And uh, yeah, we're going to get out of here because. Well, pretty much, I have to be at work in about seven hours. I got 12. <laughs> I'll see you. We'll see you guys later. Have a wonderful day. Have a good WrestleMania season. See you later. Bye.